Amen. Good evening to those that are on our Facebook and YouTube uh, channels, those that are on our live streaming. God bless you. Welcome. And those that are on our conference line, we welcome you on tonight as well. Uh, and, and a happy new year. I want to say that to you as well. Happy new years to each and every one of you. Um, I'm going to uh, mute all the lines. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. But uh, if you have anything to say or uh, to contribute to the conversation, please feel free to star six yourself and to um, share your thoughts on tonight. Because you know what? I'm kind of, I don't know how the Holy Ghost is going to move tonight. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to review and then I'm going to open up for conversation. We were um, talking about two weeks ago, because I know last week was the life classes. But prior to that, we were talking about, or the topic was a clear call to separation. Amen. A clear call to separation. And we did part one and we did part two. And tonight we're going to conclude with that. So we'll be done tonight with it. But a clear call to, to separation, the, tr the truth of separation and I remember when we began this um, this series, I asked a question uh, at the very beginning, and I asked two questions actually. The first question was, when you think of the word separation, not thinking about it biblically, not thinking about the church or anything of that nature, just when you think of the word separation, what comes to mind? What do you think of? What would be the definition? How would you define separation uh, in and of itself? No background, no experience, but what, what, how would you define it? I'm going to ask you that again. So if you were looking at a dictionary version of uh, defining what separation means, how would you define separation? And I'm going to open it up. Those on the conference line and those that are on the um, social media, you can you can also put it in the chat. Amen. Good evening, Al Mal. And so, um, again, how would you define separation? Just the word separation. Um, I, I would say division, Mike. Division. Yeah. Yeah. So when something is separate, it could be a, a division, a, a divide between um a pulling apart. I think that's what um, uh, Prophetess Flo said a few weeks ago. And so that's the gen general consensus of what we think of when we, when we think of the word separation defined in and of itself. Now let's put it again. I'm going back and reviewing. Let's, let's put it in the church setting. Let's just take it into our our, 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 our ideal of, 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 of being a Christian and uh, what we have been taught, what we have heard over the years. Yes, Michelle says uh, to be a part. Amen. To be a part of. Amen. Um, how would you how would you look at that same um, terminology in terms of the church, in terms of what you've heard or maybe experienced in the body of Christ when it comes to the word separation. I'm going to ask it again. So anybody, um, I'm looking for participation tonight. So anybody, what do you think in terms of 
the church when you hear the word separation or being separate? Uh, Florence, I think you have to mute, unmute yourself. I, I think I hear her talking, but she has to unmute herself. Did you want to share something? Okay. I think in the church, separation, we, uh, we separated ourselves from the world. Um, so we didn't do the worldly things at that time. Things like was considered worldly things, going to the movies, bowling, or any of those things that the world participated in, we didn't participate. Okay. Now, thinking of this, and this is this is your opinion, there's no right or wrong, but would you say that that would be a biblical description, prophetess flow, of, and it's your opinion, but in your thoughts, would do you think that would be a biblical description of what separation means if we're coming from the Holy Scriptures, in your opinion? No. Because the Scripture says we're in this world. We're not of this world. So because we're in the world, we have to interact with the world. Hmm. Right? Because how can the world see Christ if we don't interact with them? Okay. All right. So we have to interact with the world. We're mm-hmm. in the world, but we're not of the world. So what does that mean to you? You're in the world, but you're not of the world and we have to interact with the world. But then the scripture says, be ye what separate he's called us out. What? Our citizenship is in heaven. Uh Uh-huh. So we we are heavenly, we are heavenly um, citizens. Well, we're just having a, we're, we're just in the world until either we are, our lives end or Christ comes back to the righteous comes out. Now, when we're separated, we're separated out from the world, but we're separated unto God. Okay. So what does that look like? If I'm separate unto God and I'm just saying, say, I, I've heard these terms and I've, you know, I've sat under ministries. What does that mean to be separate then unto God? What does that look like to the Christian? Well, to us, our, um, our, we have a different standard, and our standard is mm-hmm. in the Word of God. Hmm. So, hmm. Um, huh. like, we're, we're in this world, right? But like Minister Mott said, we're, we're not of this world. We're from a different um, dimension, I guess you could call it. And our standards and our morals are according to the word of God. Okay. So we have different standards. So now we're in the world. We're not of the world. We're Mm -hmm. citizens of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has a whole different, whole different, um, (laughs) I would like to say, uh, constitution laws. Amen. That we are to Mm -hmm. abide by. So then, mm-hmm. again, if that is the case, what does that look like to us as Christians 
that are in this world, but not of the world? What would that look like? What would, how would, how would, how would that be viewed? How would I know that you're different? How do I know that you're operating? Because we would, because we would walk with integrity. We would walk with, um, as the scripture says, we would walk in the our yay be yay and our day be day. You know what I'm saying? Um, Where do you get that from? It's just a, a holy life. Okay, so what's a and holy life? When you live a holy life, when you live a holy life, um, that's a long dress in a dolly. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a holy life. No, a holy life. Not going to the movies. No, going to the no. A holy life is simply living according to God's ways and God's standards. Okay. Right. Um. And I think when you walk with integrity and when you walk in the ways of God, that it. I can't explain. Like it, it can be seen. Like the world knows that something's different, right? I'm hearing you, but how do they know it's different? I mean, I'm trying to pull out what what makes it okay. We're from a we're 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 from the kingdom of God. We have different standards, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's different from the world. What do you mean? It's mm-hmm. if I were someone who has not been under any type of Christian or a, a language or been in a church, because we have people that have never walked into a church. You have generations of people. What does that ha- What does that mean that I'm that that uh, there are different standards? What does that mean that I'm a citizen uh, uh, in a, in another kingdom and uh, an invisible kingdom? What What does that mean? And what does it mean that okay, I'm here, I live here, I interact with people. So how am I in the world but not of the world? But I'm operating in this world. So how would you break it? All of those things that you're saying are right. But mm-hmm. what makes it different? What makes me different? What What is that? The standards? What are the standards? Ex- the standards are the, the word of God. We live according to uh-huh. the word of God. First of all, to a person that's not saved, you couldn't even talk to them about that because they wouldn't even. Well, some people are saved and don't understand it. And we know that they don't understand. We know that think that it hasn't been understood because we took it to the extreme. Would okay, mm-hmm. as we would see on, I'm gonna put it up on the board here. Um, we know that separation, it doesn't mean isolation, but yet there has been in the body of Christ where we have been isolated. Are we to, are we right. not to interact with sinners? And I'm reviewing now without reviewing. Yes, we are to act, oh, so, yes, but I was told that we weren't supposed to interact with sinners. We how do I, to. Because how do they, <laughs> how do they even hear about Christ unless we interact with them? So then how am I in how the world and not of the world? But I'm interacting with sinners. I'm picking with you. Y'all can jump in and no right or wrong. We just discuss it. I don't want people to be scared, but you know, people will ask you these questions. And Florence is going, Florence is going at it. 
and you're good for it. <laughs> but listen, other people. I'm trying. Uh, you know what? Go ahead. You know what? I can tell from my experience. Okay. Before I got saved, I could tell a difference mm. without them even using any language. You can see there was a difference between me and them. Mm. How? They carry themselves differently from me. How? Whereas I would hear a dirty joke, they wouldn't listen, they would walk away. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing the Lord let me know. He let me know who was real and who was fake. And I was unsaved. Because because I used to be in the witchcraft, but then God started weaning me away from that. And he let me know who to go to. Hallelujah. You know, use people tell me who to go to to get saved. And there was a difference because the person who led me to Christ, mm-hmm. everyone knew that she was saved. And they told me, you got to go to, go to Robin. You got to go to Robin. All I want to do, I was talking about, I want to get saved. And they told me, you need to go, you need to go talk to Robin. Because there was a difference. And she had, she had a walk that they knew who she was. They, uh. knew, they knew that her walk. Uh. And they would tell me about her. See, before I got saved, um, I didn't know too much, but I knew enough. God showed me enough of who, why they're different. They didn't do the same things I did. A, a friend of mine, she had a, 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 it was a cousin, and we went. She had a birthday party. I said, "Oh, uh, your cousin's not coming." Oh no, she's saying she don't do that. <laughs> she stayed. She, she doesn't do that. We, she didn't do the same things we did. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and we would be who light and dark. The we, dark is different because how can light, how can dark uh, survive with light? Because when, when, when you go in the dark room, once you turn that light on, the darkness goes. You said something, Minister Mott. You said there was a difference, right? There was there was a difference. Yeah. So there's a difference. If we're called out of we're called out of darkness into the into His marvelous light. We're called mm-hmm. out of the world. We're called out, but we're in the world. But we're called out of the world. And you're saying that this young lady, there was obviously a difference in this individual that had been called called out of darkness into His marvelous light. There was a difference. There was something about her. Prophet Slow said, there's some standards. Over here online, Michelle says, you operate in the spirit and not the flesh. We don't do as the world does. <laughs> so there's a difference between a sinner, right? And the saint. There's a difference, right? Because there's, there are standards. So how would you point out difference? I think... Sister uh, Minister Mott was going in. How, what was the difference? You said there was a difference. What was the difference between the young lady that you know that was saved versus the sinner? What did you see in that individual that was called out of the world? Amen. Till she was in the world, but not of the world. What was the difference? What made her stand out specifically? Any things? Hmm. I'm picking well, on y'all tonight. The way she talked. How did she, she dress? <laughs> How did she talk? Come on, I'm being. She sp- talked. She had. She had a foul language. <laughs> no foul she language. Used foul language. Mm-hmm. She uh, and she was uh, encouraging. She wasn't someone that put you down. <laughs> she she um she did not put me down. Mm-hmm. So she, she spoke- had a love for. She had a love for the lost. 
So her talk, I said it bring it was life giving. You would say that life giving um, wasn't foul because foul language is not life giving. All right. So here's this young lady. She's now right. She's in the world, but not of the world. There's a difference. You said her language was they spoke another language. And not that it was a different language in Spanish, but her conversation brought life. It brought healing. Mm-hmm. It brought restoration. She wasn't using foul language. She wasn't using language that what? That would not build up but tear down. You, uh, that was obvious that you saw in her, right? And then you said the dress. What do you mean by the dress? I'm picking on Minister Mott now. <laughs> she didn't show anything. She didn't show anything. Mean- she wasn't looking like she was on 42nd Street. Okay. I'm just being honest. No, no. Nowadays, I, everybody's rent, everything's out. Nowadays, everything is out. So she, let's say modest. Would yes. that be? Modest All right, modest. So here... Oh, God help me. All right, so we're coming out of, uh, we're in the world, but not of the world. Some of the obvious differences that Minister Mata is saying, just based on this young lady that brought her to Christ, that she know was saved, is that her talk was different. Amen? She realized that the conversation and what she what she brought to the table, it was life-giving. Can you say that it drew, it drew people? That her conversation would draw people to her? Rather than... Push people away, Minister yeah. Ma. Okay, so she talked like her dress was modest, obviously, um, um, not revealing, not overly revealing when she was, you know, revealing. I'm gonna leave it like that. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Any anything else? Now we're talking about. Can I say? Can I just have a quick thing about the dress, right? Because I've um, heard people say. Um, and, and we know that we don't have to wear dressing down to our ankles. But, you know, I've heard people say, um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not old and I don't have to, but it's not about dressing like you're old, right? But I believe that God requires us to also dress with a standard because People watch, especially Christians, everything that you do. Everything that you do. And I think sometimes in our dress, that your dressing makes a statement. Just like in the world, your dress makes a statement. Well, in the Christian life, it's the same thing. It makes us. But people will say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm young. I'm not walking up. But it's not a matter of being young. It's just a matter of modesty. Well, because what are you drawing? What do you draw when you, you know what I'm saying? Dress Mm -hmm. provocatively. Like, what are you drawing or what statement? Right. Because everything we do makes a statement. So it's, 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 I'm, I'm saying this because the only way I can kind of visualize it is that even our dress talks, <laughs> it yes. talks, yes. amen. And, and, and the world has a, a way of dressing, um, I think that would conflict with the kingdom of God and the modesty 
and what it is relaying, what it is saying about us and our godly character. You understand what I'm saying? So there is a difference. I'm going somewhere with this. There is a difference. There is a, there should be a difference in our, our conversation and our dress, because again, we're citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. We operating in a whole different, uh, governmental system. There's a way of dress. There's a way of talk. Amen. There are different standards. Mm. What about the standards? We talked about, we just, we just hit on that standards. What do you mean by standards besides the talk and the dress? How about morally? Right. That we should walk in truth. We should walk our everyday life in truth. That let's say if I say, mm. um, I'm going to meet you here tomorrow at this time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If something comes up and I cannot do that, then morally, I make sure I get in touch with the person and say, this came up and I won't be able to do it. But not just not show up, because that's not integral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> I do know what you're saying. So you have to, to, you know, and I think that's what the scripture talks about. Let your day be yay, your day be yay. Right. There, and a lot of stuff that we want to make great, but it is not great. It's yes <laughs> or no. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do understand. Yes. And I'm, I'm laughing because the, the Holy Ghost has just been dealing with me in that moral character. And, you know, a lot of times it's not even outward. It's our thoughts. You know what I'm saying? If if somebody could read my mm-hmm. thought about something, I know it's off. God knows it's off mm-hmm. and he corrects me. And I'm like, Lord, you know, this crucifying of the flesh is, is, is really, you know, you really just turning up the heat on me because mm-hmm. at one time I probably would have just overrode it. But now that I am, I am more mindful of yielding myself to God. It's little things that would, would, I would go off or in my mind, you know, or I would mm-hmm. want to do something. I would want to do something that I know is not morally, um, acceptable, um, in the sight of God. And my flesh wants to do God help me, Jesus. It wants to, but I understand that this is not of God to talk to myself. This is not of God. And so I have to yield to yield to the word of God and yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who's in me. So yes, I'm looking at brother Charles. He's like, we, we have to live by biblical principles there are principles. Again, if we're coming, if we're talking about the kingdom of God, we have a constitution, which is our Bible. This is what we live by. These are how we set up our standards. Amen. We're talking about standards, everything we need to know from our conversation, from our dress style, from our uh, moral conduct, everything we, our marriages, how to um, train our children, 
everything we need according to the kingdom of God and his constitution, the Holy Bible, we had that. Mm -hmm. And so as we were saying on Sunday, that, that, the, that the kingdom of God, the word of God, the, the, the Bible, however you want to word it, it supersedes anything else. And so we know that we are under, you know, a cursed system. We know the systems of this world is cursed. Y'all can type that in. It is cursed. Amen. Amen. And so if we start to take on and mimic um, what we see in the world, then what you're doing is you're, <laughs> you're actually, how do I say it? I'm looking at on here. Everything, everything speak. I like that too. Amen. Prophet, she says everything about us speaks. Hey, yes, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when we begin to take take on the world's perspective, then we're not representing the kingdom of God. We're not being ambassador. We're to be different. And I keep saying this. We say separation, and I think a lot of times. Prophetess Flow, Minister Mott, y'all can correct me, um, Sister Beck. I think a lot of that when we hear terminology like this, we get a sour or a nasty taste in our mouth because what we saw as separation, as I have on the board, was isolation. There are things we couldn't deduce in the don'ts. Legalism. Amen. It has nothing. When you, oh, hallelujah. When you become separated, you're separated. You, that means you're, you're not, you're not. Matter of fact, let me read this and then I'm going to tell you. It says, this means the word of God must be honored above the things of the world. Amen. We cannot go along with the world and think that we can honor God. We're called out. We, 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 that, that stuff is a reproach. Whatever is a reproach to God should be a reproach and a nasty taste to us. Amen. And so we, we have to honor him at this. Uh, 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 let me go back. You cannot go along with the world and think that you can honor God at the same time. You must be separate from the world. And so what, what happened with some, some denominations took this thing and they took it out of whack. You know what I'm saying? Well, you couldn't do a movie. Well, what's wrong with a wholesome movie? Amen. That you couldn't go roller skate. Well, what's wrong with roller skate? Then we took it to the extreme. And so it, it wasn't about the extremities, the being extreme. It's about coming out of the world and denouncing the world system. Amen. And embracing um, the, the kingdom of God, the things of God. Amen. It was a, it was a a, 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 a wrong mindset in, in so many ways. Am I making sense? But I think, Pastor Tuesday, a lot of that came Everything about because um, of fear with, um, I'm going to say as Christians, with, say, like their children, and they didn't want their children to get caught up in the things Ooh, of the world. God, yes. And so they try to keep them away from right. the world. You know what I'm saying? But I think it was operating out of fear. It had nothing to do with the spirit. It had nothing to do with God. It just was their way of trying to keep them away from the world. But but ultimately, they would have to interact. Like we said, we're in the world, but not of the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we thought we, you right. know, in a way we were doing a good thing, but were we? You know what I mean? Because if mm -hmm. we're teaching biblical principles at home, 
and instilling in our children, you know, the things of God, training them up in the way that they should go and, 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 and mentoring them and, 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 um, um, living the life before them, I thought, I think would, would have been more, um, more beneficial than, than pulling out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Than pulling out because eventually you're going (laughs) to, you're going to interact. You can't, we can't stay. Like you said, we cannot be separate from the world. We're in the world, but we got to interact. We have to interact with the unbelievers. Jesus did. We did. We said that two weeks ago, Jesus interacted with the sinners, but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. When we interact, we don't allow their ways to conform us. Amen. We don't conform right. to their ways. That's being in the oh, father in the world, but not of the world. Yes, we're in the world, but the world is not conforming us. He says, be ye separate. Amen. So we don't conform mm-hmm. to the ways of the world because we have a higher, uh, a higher, a higher calling. We have a, 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 a um, a, we're, we're, we're in a, a different, a different realm. Amen. So the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. uh, 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 supersedes the, the, the natural. That, am I, am I, am I make, y'all tell me if I'm making sense. Tell me how you mm-hmm. treat Tell me if we're making sense. Okay. Yes, you're operating from a curse system. And so we're not, yes, you're right. This is a, the world system. Y'all know it's demonic. Amen. And so we cannot take on, this is why I can't understand why we would want to be like the world. Why would we want to be like the world? Now y'all can say whatever you want to say. Cause y'all know, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of the things mm-hmm. that we're seeing in, 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 in the body of Christ, it has been incorporated and taken from the world. Why in the world would we want to be like the world in any way that even, even in our own personal lives, why would we want to talk like the world? Why would we want to dress like the world? Why would we want to fit into the world? Amen. We have been called mm-hmm. out. Because I think that sometimes people think that if you lower your standard, <sighs> that people would be more accepted. You know, we would accept you more, but that's not so. Because once you lower your standard, they see you along with them. You know what I'm saying? They see you on the same. There's nothing different. Right. But we're called to be, we are called to be different. And then I like, hold that thought, but I like, um, here what prophet says here, she says, we're trying to be disciplined. Glory to God. Instead of being transformed. Right. We're trying to discipline ourselves from not doing different things, but the reality is, Mm -hmm. it's an inward thing that we're being transformed. Our minds are being renewed and we are becoming submissive. The only way for that, in order for that transformation to take place, I think I'm, I'm skipping around, but it has to come through obedience and yielding. Mm -hmm. It costs, it costs us to be separate in some cases to come out of the world because when you really come out of the world, you know, when you, when you really make up your mind to come out of the world, people are not going to understand you. You know, there's just some things you're, mm-hmm. you can go through scripture. You can go through the three Hebrew boys, you know, that they, they wouldn't bow. There are some things we're just, I'm just not going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bow down to the systems of this world because in it is death. 
first of all. Yeah. Any other conversation? Anybody else want to share anything? I'm just going here. And I think, too, that once you do bow, once you do lower your standard, they lose all respect for you. And we go back to uh, Minister Mott. And the, and the young lady that she was talking about notice mm-hmm. glory to God notice that the people were pointing to this young lady you see what I'm saying there was something mm-hmm. she had not compromised it's easy it's easy to compromise but she didn't compromise they recognized mm-hmm. that there was something different about her that her what what the what she said matched her walk amen she was not just mm-hmm. saying it, but the, but 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 she was transformed. I go back to what um, Prophet Shemiko said. There was a transformation, and it was evident to the people. You know what I'm saying? So she wasn't conformed mm-hmm. by no means, and the people saw the difference. And that's the way it should be in us that they see that there is something different. Those that have been around us see the transformation. Those who maybe have not interact know that there's something different about this individual because we don't look like, we don't taste like. He says, touch not, right? D- don't, d- don't even mm-hmm. handle that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he calls us out. Here's the thing. When he calls us out, right? He, he, t- he calls us out. And tells us, you know, to, to be in the world, but not of the world, right? To separate ourselves. He's calling us out of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's calling us out of the world, right, Florence? But then mm-hmm. he's calling us to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we always feel like we got to lose. Oh, God, I hear you, Holy Ghost. We feel like we have to lose something. But we're not losing anything. You're just mm-hmm. leaving this crazy right. world. But he's calling you out of that. But he's calling you to something. And that something in someone is him. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's how you see mm-hmm. it. And the church has caused us to see it crazy. Oh, you, you can't do this. All this legalistic, crazy stuff that had nothing to do with being um, called to him. It was called to a discipline, a, a standard rather than a transformation and a call to become cl- to come closer to God. Biblical mm. separation does not require Christians to have no contact with unbelievers. Like Jesus, we should befriend the sinner without partaking of the sin. We can interact mm-hmm. in the world, right? We can do stuff in the world, but we're just not going to partake of the sin. That's really what the separation is. We're not partaking, partaking in the sin. We're not partaking in stuff that is contrary to what we know as citizens of the kingdom of God. We have our constitution mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to follow. And if the world says something that deviates from that, we're not doing it. We see it. Can you think mm-hmm. of any in, in the Bible? Can y'all think of any biblical um, characters that refuse to bow down to the systems of the world. Can y'all think of any? Can y'all think of any? The three Hebrew boys. All right, tell us about it. Tell us about the, it. Um, King Nebuchadnezzar built up this some kind of crazy looking statue, and everyone was supposed to bow to it when they heard the all types of different types of music. And um, the three Hebrew boys refused to bow to it. And then some tattletales went back and told the king, and he came and he confronted them, and they still they told him, you know, if you do something in that in that furnace, 
God will he'll deliver us. And if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow to that thing. And so they, threw, he, they ended up going into the, um, and we know the story, they ended up going into the, the fiery furnace, and then Jesus was in there with them. And King Nebuchadnezzar saw it. And then he, then he, then he ended up respecting their God. So if we keep being separate, how are the people going to know there's a difference between us and them? How are they going to know that there's a difference between light and darkness? Glory to God. They, they have to. We have to interact with them. How are we going to win the loss if, we don't, if we're separate from them? Glory to God. That doesn't make any sense. Glory to God. That's like saying, you know, Hallelujah. hurry and wait. There's no such thing. You're either going to hurry or you're going to wait. Hallelujah. The same thing with us. we got to make up our mind. Are we going to serve God? Are we going to serve our, our traditions? Traditions. Our religion. And don'ts and did's, you know? That's what it's all about. Some religion, they just have do's, a list of do's and don'ts and did's. We need more than that. And the people, the world need to see that. Because some of them, some of these people, they do, they're strict anyway. They follow strict guidelines. What do we do more than them? They got to see a difference between us. We're in light. Hallelujah. They got to see the light in us. If we don't spend time among them, we're not trying to do the, do the dirt. But we're just going to show them that I can be with you and not do the things that you do. Hallelujah. It happened to me years ago when I first got saved. Mm-hmm. And I was working at Mary Kay in, um, in um, Somerset. It was a Mary Kay um, warehouse. And then this person said, hey, I got a dirty joke to tell you. And I was trying to listen to the dirty joke. And I caught myself. I said, Lord, don't let me hear that. I don't want to hear that. And the only thing I heard was laughing. They told the joke. I didn't hear the joke. All I heard was laughter. I knew the joke was over. I had to catch myself because you know going back you know, going back to my old thing, old nature. I want to get something you know juicy or something. And I did not hear that joke, and I wasn't around them. So how would they know that I'm different if I separate myself from them, hide myself, isolate myself? That's what the enemy wants. Well, because see, we are the body of Christ. Now, you know, a natural body, if you cut the hand off, the hand gets cut off, unless you put it on ice and they rush you to the hospital, they can get it back in. But, but what happens to the hand if it's not that, that hand dies alone. The rest of the body, yes, though it's, though it's, it's without a hand, guess what? It heals itself. Yes, God. But if I'm by myself, I can't heal myself. That's what, and that's what these some people do. They they feel like they may want to be around other Christians. Some people, which is kind of strange, because they they'll tell you they're too holy. They feel like they're too holy for us. I don't mean, talk so much. No, you're fine. You're fine. There's a difference, and they got to see that difference. So, so if, my, we're, if we're isolated away from them, they're not going to see the difference, and they're not going to know that there's a God that can save them too. That's what it's all about. It's not all about our traditions. It's all about getting people saved and prepared, ready for the kingdom. And so, thank you. Thank you, Minister. Absolutely. My thing is, <laughs> Job, okay, Job refused curse God after, okay. Daniel refused to accept the foolishness 
All right, I see it. I see you guys over here. I see you. Yes, I do. I do. But my question is, let's bring it up to 2024. <laughs> Are you bowing down? Are you bowing down? <laughs> Are you walking in the standards, the laws, the constitution, the kingdom? Are you representing or are you bowing down? You don't have to answer that. I just want you to think about it because it's so cunning. It's so cunning. Listen, you could, you could be having, you can go out to lunch with some friends and, and, and all of a sudden we're out and we're like, come on, let's just stay a little bit later. <laughs> They're not going to know. You know, it's so cunning. And I'm just looking at little things like that. It's listening to the jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and it seems innocent. I hear you, Holy Ghost. It seems innocent. But are 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 we are we are we continuing? Because see, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we think of big things, but it's little things. Are you are you are you are you are you upholding the standards of the kingdom of God? Are we being ambassadors? Are we representing him well? It's little things. It's listening to the gossip. Even if you're not participating, you're not taught, you're still there. Are we showing something different or are we, um, are we compromised? That's the word. And here's the thing. When somebody said it, I don't know who it is. When you refuse to compromise, even those little things, because you know, they'd be like, girl, come on. You, what you talking about? They ain't even watching the time clock. Let's just, we got a couple more. Come on, girl. Let's do this. Well, you know, just little stuff like that. Oh, you know, I'm just a couple mm-hmm. minutes late today. The boss ain't going, you know, and then I was late. late. Little things, Right. That we compromise, we 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 allow. You know they're doing it. Everybody else is doing it, but we're not. A, we're in the world, but not of the world. Glory to God. We're representing something higher. Mm. And so when we do this, here's the thing. Here's the terminology: holier than thou. <laughs> you, how many of y'all heard that? Oh, Goody yeah. two shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just too perfect. You know, anything, the devil will use anything for you to what? To compromise, to fit in. We don't fit in. We don't fit in because we're, (laughs) we're in the world, but not of this world. Do do, do I make sense? And I think that when you hold up your standard though, when you do hold your standard, um, people, they won't even they won't even tell them jokes around you. You know what I'm saying? Because they already know. So like they'll, let's say like on the phone, it'd be stuff on the phone at my job and they all be huddled around, you know, look at this, look at this. But they know not that they don't even think about coming to me with that stuff. Because once they see the standard, then they don't even, you know what I'm saying? Now, I think sometimes if you dip it in dabbing, 
then they, and don't get me wrong now they'll try it because some things that they have tried to get me to do and I tell them no I'm not doing that so the enemy will always come back and try but you have to hold on to the standard which is the word of God the word of God and like he said like he did Jesus he'll leave for a season but he'll be back <laughs> but when he comes back what, what will you find you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, you know, yes. You know, I found who said the most negative um, comments against Christians, other Christians, mm. because they they were telling you you're so so heavenly, you're so spiritual minded, you're not earthly good, but the Lord wants us to be spiritual minded. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't want you to be what's the opposite of spiritual minded, carnal minded. And then you have people saying holy than thou. I said, but they don't read that Bible as much because that comment God made towards those who were against him. It wasn't, it wasn't talking about people who were trying to be, you know, be like him. These people were, it's Isaiah 65, first, the first to the fifth verse. And I read, the first time I read that, I said, wow, that's where it came from. Holy than thou didn't come about talking about us who are living holy. And he was talking to someone who wasn't living holy. And I found out a lot of Christians say it within the, within the church. Mm. Even some pastors. I'm not going to tell you. Well, you know, I am first heard today, you're so uh, heavenly, you're so spiritually spiritual minded, no earthly good. And I told you the name of the person, you'd be like, oh, it was a prominent preacher that said that. And when he said it, it really did something to my spirit. So that doesn't sound right. We're supposed to be spiritually minded. Yes. And we're now, supposed to be Now, I think he's meaning that we're so. We're so um, church minded that we act like we can't, t- we can't, um, right. we can't um, interact with with the, those of the world, which we should be able because we're supposed to be witnesses. To, we are called to we are ambassadors to win these people to Christ. Uh, if they're coming from that perspective, yeah, I can see that. And so their mind is is in in church things when you tell them about spiritual about about practical things that people need in the world, it's like they get, like, it's combobulated. Because we have, we have to, we are in two realms at the same time. Absolutely. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven, but we're also in this world. And we have to interact with people, and we should be able to interact with them without being doing their sins. That's true. Because Jesus said Jesus was tempted at all points as we are, Yet without sin. Well, yet without sin. That's the key. That's the whole key. <laughs> that we are the, and, and Jesus was the example. You want to know what sep- being, Jesus was separated. He was in the world, but he wasn't of the world. He's the example. But yet he sat down with the, with the, with, the, he interacted with the, with the sinners. He ate with them, but he did not, he did not take on their practices. He did not conform to their ways. There was a standard. That's what it's all about. It's not about, you know, you're wearing and all. It's about being holy, uh, unto God, allowing the Holy Spirit. We're not, we're not looking down. Jesus never looked down on anybody. Jesus never made anybody feel any kind of way. He didn't judge them. You see what I'm saying? He wasn't legalistic toward them. He interacted. He broke bread with them because how else are they going to know as prophetess Flo said, but he did not allow 
what they were about to become a part of who he was. And that's how, that's why the scripture, scripture says, let your light, what shine to, for us to be the, what the salt we're, we're, we're supposed to be that we're just not going to conform. We don't conform because we're, we don't conform. We do not conform. Amen. I, am I, is, is this making sense? And then I think too, yeah. that when Jesus yeah. interacting with people, too, I think it, in our Christian work, it has a lot to do with um, why we do what we do. Like when we, whatever we do, whatever, is it out of a place of love? Is it out of a place of compassion? Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because sometimes you could do the right thing but not have the right heart. And, and like um, Minister Ma said, people know when you're real and they know when you're faking. Yeah. So Jesus came from a place of love, though he is love. Absolutely. And and that's and why so he, as it, he associated with the sinners and the and the publicans because he loved them. He and, and you can right. see that in the scriptures in Luke and Mark. He loved them. But his efforts mm-hmm. were not to to copy them or their lifestyles, but his desire was to win them. Mm-hmm. You're right, Florence. Right. Did I cut you off? <laughs> and, love, no, no, no. Okay. and love is a powerful tool. It, it really is. It really is. But it can't be our um, superficial love. It has to be the love of Christ. You know what I'm saying? So, my question. Let me read this because I thought that before I go to the questions is we are to be light to the world without allowing the world to diminish our light. (laughs) You are the light of the world. A city Mm -hmm. on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and pray. And it's all about him and praise your father in heaven. It's all about representing Mm -hmm. him. And so I say this, and I'm concluding. I, I, we kind of jumped all around in our own little ways. But do you see now, as we have studied this and as we have discussed on tonight, do you maybe see a different or have a different um, perspective on being separate in the church um, do you see it differently than what you saw it before? Um, maybe from, from teachings of the, uh, from what we, we've learned, um, growing up in the church, because as I said, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read this because it just blessed my soul and you can go back and look at it in number six, one through 12, it says we we have God's call to every believer to live a separate life, a separated life. That's in number six verses one through 12. We, again, we have God's call to every believer, every believer to live a separate or separated life. 
The word of God calls us to be separated people. You see it. You see Abraham. You see throughout um, the Old Testament, the Israelites were always called out. Touch not uh, the uh, uh, the the idols. Don't don't participate. Don't intermingle. You see it all throughout Scripture. Amen. So in the Bible, separation mm-hmm. is always presented as a twofold experience. What I was saying earlier, separation from amen and to separation from is mentioned in number six, verse three and separation two is indicated in number six and two. By a separated life, we are to be separated from all that. This is the key. And Minister Mott brought it up. If you only get nothing else out of this today, get this one. By a separated life, we are to be separated from all that is contrary to God's will, his word, his kingdom, his teaching. And separated to God himself. Amen. So we are be separated mm-hmm. from all that is contrary to God's will and separated to God himself. Why? For his use and for his glory alone. It brings a whole different spill. And this is why I'm asking you be why we're getting ready to, to conclude. Is your perceptive now perception of what separated or being separated Prior to this teaching, has it changed somewhat? Did you get another viewpoint of what it really means? That it's not as harsh and, 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 you know, legalistic as maybe some of us have been, have been taught. And this is for anyone to share on tonight as we conclude. Do you get a different perspective that it's really not? I'm just being called out, but I'm being drawn more to God. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Anybody, anybody have a different perspective, a change of thought? I'm opening the line, and even those that are on. Well, you know, you just confirmed, you just confirmed what um, we were taught. We were taught, we were taught about being in the world, being, a, you know, helping and winning the loss. Mm-hmm. I went to a church that we weren't, we weren't, we didn't separate ourselves. We believed in going to, going to the, um, to the projects, doing uh, open-air services for them. Mm-hmm. We went to where the sinners were. Because if you go, you know, you never see a fisherman. You never, when you go fishing, where do you go? You go to a lake. You don't go, you don't, the fish aren't going to come to you. Mm-hmm. You had to go where the fish are. And that's what we did. I learned that a long time ago. And you just confirmed that. Amen. Amen. You confirmed about being separated from the world and being separate unto God. You confirmed that for me. Amen. 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 Anybody else? My God. That maybe you see it in a different light. Glory to God. Anybody on our um in our chat room, you can type in. Because it's it, it's just a different mindset. Um it really is. It really is. It's 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 not harsh and it's more to me out of a love, God's love for us. Amen. Because anything in this world, um, it's, it's death and destruction. You know what I'm saying? And we know that Mm -hmm. God offers life and abundant life. Amen. Everything about him, um, is good. 
Amen. Is perfect. Anyone else? Anything shed um, that maybe you see something different? Amen. Brother Charles says, go where the people are. Okay, the lost, etc. Glory to God. Anyone else before we conclude? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I end with this. I'll end with this. I thought this was interesting. It says, even today, through various ways, Satan is trying his best to destroy the separation of God's people. He has learned that no open fight is successful. He knows that we will not kill anybody and we will not rob anybody. We are aware of such evil, but what we do, we often forget or just neglect the part that we are called to be separate. We are called out. And so the devil takes advantage of it. And as the Moabite women were used to seduce Israel, the devil uses various means. And Paul warns in 1 Corinthians 15 and 33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Compromise is taking place in various areas. Satan's agents are infiltrating among the saints. The number of unconverted professing Christians are growing and the line of separation has been assaulted. So be aware, amen, that that is a discipline. This is an area that we have to be mindful of, that we have been called, uh, to be different. We've been called out of the world. We've called to be separated, not to ice, not isolation, not imitating the world. Amen. And we must keep balancing it all. Amen. Any, any questions, any concerns before we end on tonight? Thank you, father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. I turn it over to you. Prophet is flow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this word, Lord. We thank you for this lesson that we have learned on tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that we know that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. But Lord, that you have called us to a dying world, that we may bring life and hope to those, Lord God, that cannot see, that are blinded by the ways of the enemy. But we say thank you on tonight for the souls that you have already assigned to us, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, we will be able to say, as Jesus said to the Father, that we have, Lord, kept all those hallelujah that you had assigned to him. And that goes for us in our lives, Lord God, that we will be those witnesses, Lord God, that we will be those Fishers of men, Father God, hallelujah. And that, Lord, we will complete the assignment that you have already deemed before the foundation of the world. So, Lord, we just say thank you on tonight. Thank God, you, we Father. thank you for pastor. We thank you for the word going forth. And we thank you, God, that we shall hide this word in our hearts. Yes. That we may not sin against you. And, Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you all of the honor because you alone are worthy. 
In Jesus' name, we do pray and we call it done. Amen. 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 People of God, let your light shine. Amen. <laughs> let your light shine. Yes. Um, can you pray? You know, I've got to mention this. Um, the Ingram family just lost their beloved brother, Minister Charles Ingram. He passed away. I think he passed away either between sometime this, this past weekend. Okay. He passed away. And they're laying to rest tomorrow. Amen. The Ingram family. Amen. Mm-hmm. You're saying to hold up for in prayer? Mm-hmm. Hello? Minister Mott? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said the Ingram family to hold up in prayer? Yeah, Ingram family. I-N-G-R-A-M. Amen. Okay. So please hold up the Ingram family. Those of you that are still on the line, please hold them up in prayer. Amen. And we lift mm-hmm. them up and mm-hmm. cover them in prayer on tonight that God would keep them and sustain them and that the, uh, God would comfort mm-hmm. them in this time. Amen. And we just thank God mm-hmm. for that right now in Jesus name. God bless mm-hmm. you again. Let your light shine. Be the salt. Glory to God. Remember mm-hmm. that you're in the world, but not of the world because we operate in and with a different standard. We are kingdom people. Amen. Glory to God and ambassadors, and we represent him well. God bless you. We love you, and we will see you on Sunday, uh, him, and we will see you others on next Thursday as we continue to study the word of God. Glory to God. Be blessed, people of God. Be blessed. God bless you. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.